You're listening to the Country Chat Podcast with your host, Dom. Subscribe, give a five-star rating, and follow us on Twitter at country underscore chat. And stay up to date. Hi there, you're listening to the Country Chat Podcast with me, Dom. Today I'm going over stateside, but a bit differently this time. I'm not speaking to an artist. I'm speaking to another member of Scarlet River Management. I'm speaking with Letitia. Hi, Letitia. Hey, how are you? I'm absolutely fantastic. How are you doing, more importantly? I'm pretty good. It's it's about 10.30 here, so it's a little bit different than over there. I'm sure it's pretty late for you guys. Uh, we're about quarter to about quarter to seven now so it's okay it, it's not too late it's 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 kind of comfortable I mean I don't mind doing it this late it's just finished yeah. work and just sit back and relax and get to chat yeah that's really nice what have you been doing today then um I was just out running errands earlier um because it's pretty early still so I just had a couple of errands to run in the morning and then I get to be home now so it's gonna be a really chill day so, as I mentioned in the intro, you've just started at Scarlet River. Yes, on Thanksgiving Day for us. What was... Let, let's go to, right to the beginning of that in particular. So, what actually happened? Okay. Did you approach Rachel or did Rachel approach you? Um, I approached her through an email on Scarlet River's website. Um, she did not have any jobs posted or anything like that. But I've been wanting to do something in country music again. I've done a bunch of things from like radio to booking to promotion to personal assisting, um, social media, all of that. So I'm really looking to get into more of the like, how do I promote a really good artist and like really get them heard? So I was applying at, you know, normal like agencies, Sony, Universal, all of those. And I came across um, just through Facebook, Scarlet River, and I didn't even realize the location of where they were <laughs> until after I reached out. But I was like, you know what? You know, like there's no one stateside doing it. So why not? Like, let's incorporate me if they've got Nashville artists already. And so I kind of just pitched it that way and gave her my resume. And I was like, this is what I have done. This is what I would like to do. I would love to be on your team. And it went from there. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, whenever I speak with Rachel, you know, we always talk about like the time differences because obviously Nashville for us is six hours back. And when it's late at night, obviously gigs happen at nighttime. So if there's anything Kyle wants to talk about, Kyle Elliott, that is, you know, it's, it's going to be difficult and it will be. So it's great to have a person to liaise with stateside. Right. Yeah. I, I love it. And Kyle's great. So, have you met up with Kyle yet? I haven't. Um, I'm going out there February 9th. So, at some point in that trip, I'll be meeting up with him. You excited? Yeah, absolutely. I love Nashville. So, even just going, getting to meet him, getting to meet a couple of other artists who I'm looking at working with will be pretty exciting as well. Can we talk about these artists that you're looking at working with? Or is that me pushing Um, my luck? Um, not really only, it's not because of the artists or anything. It's just because I have like a really, really long list of people I would like to work with. And there's one specific girl who I think is fantastic, but she doesn't have like, she only has social media. So getting a hold of her is 
absolutely ridiculous. Like I cannot find any way to get a hold of her. So it's like I have to go through a friend of a friend out there to get us in the same circle at the same time. Yeah. So. Uh, you, you still get that regardless of whether they've got social media or emails or even their personal phone numbers. Sometimes getting a hold of people is just like pulling teeth sometimes. Yeah, that's true. I do love you all guys though, really. I promise. <laughs> so let, let's, for a brief moment, let's go all the way back to the start. Why country okay. music? Like, what is it about country music that you want to be working in? Um. Well... Country music is something that we listened to in my house growing up for the most part. I grew up with my grandparents and my mom and my sister. Yeah. So my grandparents obviously loved country music. Um, My grandma, like Dolly Parton, was her favorite. It's just something we heard in the house a lot. And my mom liked Reba. But other than that, she's like a hip hop person. (laughs) She really likes like all of the hip hop rap, like anything she can dance to. My mom just like loves to dance. Yeah. Um, So I didn't listen to it a ton without my grandparents. And then we watched American Idol and um, Kelly Clarkson won that first one. And, you know, I really loved her. But then when Carrie won, I was like, oh, my goodness. Like, there's a whole other world I haven't really been a part of or listening to. And then the um, Sugarland the song stay came out Mm -hmm. and I showed my grandma and she's like, this is what you've been missing your whole life. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Well, I think that, you know, we have to really listen to that. So I still, I went to a couple of those concerts, but then when Lauren Elena got on American Idol, um, back in, I believe 2010, it was, um, it just like, I was like, that girl is going places. Like she's fantastic. I'm actually wearing one of her shirts right now for her newest release. Um, But I saw her and I was like, wow. And that like really threw me into the music industry, the country music industry. Like I wanted to do anything I could to like promote her music. Like my friend and I had a fan account. It was ridiculous. Um, Then we, I like went to all of her shows and went to a bunch of American Idol shows. So then I started watching the show One Tree Hill. I don't know if you've heard of that. Yeah. With Deanna Kramer. And she came out to a little show out here called Golf and Guitars. And I was like ridiculously shy. I didn't talk to anyone. But at Golf and Guitars, I wanted her to play a song I knew she wasn't going to play. And she was golfing. And I wanted her to play it. And I was like, hey, like I asked my friend I was with at the time. I'm like, hey, can you have her sing this song for us out here while she's golfing? I know it's like raw, but. I've seen her do it with other people. And my friend's like, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to ask for that. That's weird. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, you know what? Like if I want to hear her sing this song in person, I've got to just buck up and ask. And I did. And that's like, honestly, the day that changed my entire life. Yeah. Like I just, that day I was like, I'm not going to be shy. I don't, I want to be out there. I want to get what I want by asking for it. Like I just, it changed my entire life. I met a, I met a band that day called The Farm. Yeah. And they kind of like, I don't know, it, the the friendship with them just got really like really awesome. And they kind of catapulted me into the industry. Like I wanted to be there and they were the ones that wrote reviews or um, what are those things called? Basically, they wrote recommendations for me to get okay, into. Yes, yes. So. That is awesome. It, I mean, I, I remember started. 
I remember listening to uh, Sugarland, you know, Stay with mm-hmm. Jennifer Nettles. I mean, Jennifer Nettles in herself is just amazing. And Christine Bush, you know, as a guitarist. Oh yes. Mind blown. But when I heard exactly. Stay, oh my, wow. It, it brought me to tears, and even Jennifer Nettle when uh, when she went to when she went solo, and she uh, sung that girl, and mm-hmm. oh, outstanding voices. Oh, you've really you've really got a great taste in music. I love it. <laughs> Thank you. So what was it like? I mean, I totally get what you're saying though. When you know you you kind of like get to the point where you just go, you know what? I'm just gonna. I'm going to shoot my shot. You know, you've got to ask the questions. If you don't ask, you don't get. If you don't get, then you can't complain. You know, it, exactly. I totally get that. That's awesome. You've done that with Rachel and look where you yeah. are. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Uh, that was the day. I mean, it was the third week of May 2012 and it changed everything for me. So for the last almost nine years now, it's just been country music, everything all the time. <laughs> doing whatever I possibly can in it and asking for what I want. So what are your friends like with it? Do you find that they're like, Oh my God, here she comes with a country music. <laughs> Sometimes. Yes. Especially my best friend. She's not really into country music. And so she'll be like, um, Oh, getting in your car again. Guess I got to listen to country music. <laughs> I'm like, no, Laura, it's okay. We don't have to do that. But she likes some of them. That's what it's about. She definitely I mean, yeah. the great thing with country music as well is because there's so many splits in the genre and the fact that it covers such a wide range now, you know, there's no there's no definitive, you know, it's not all country just isn't the classic country and it's not the, you know, it's not all Reba's, it's not all Garth's, it's not all, you know, George Strait's, it's, you know, mm-hmm. you've got the likes of like Lady A and even the Chicks exactly. now, you know, the Chicks' music, even like Traveling yeah. Soldier, it still sounds so relevant in today's music than what it mm-hmm. did you know earlier earlier in their lives right exactly yeah country music has become so big out here in sacramento and like i never thought that would happen but it did and we have like artists that come here and i'm like how did we get you yeah sacramento is not that big of a place but it's, it's pretty amazing well, that's that's a crazy thing as well you know we I always thought that here with the UK and I didn't realise how big the scene is here in the UK until you start really going through with a fine tooth comb and looking and as soon as all, as soon as you start seeing one artist another one comes up and another one comes up and next thing you know there's this whole list of radio stations that you can listen to and it's you don't realise how much there actually is and then all of a sudden you're suddenly faced with such great music and happiness. Exactly, yeah. You mentioned at the start that you basically emailed Rachel and you said that, you know, there's some things that you want to achieve and want to do. What mm-hmm. kind of things do you want to achieve then with Scarlet River? Um, I think my biggest thing I would like to achieve would just be to get bands that normally wouldn't be heard on country radio, um, like women in country music. I want to get them heard because the smaller bands are the bands that help me change my life. Yeah. And I want someone to feel that same way that, you know, just that song that they wouldn't normally hear that song specifically could change their life. It could just make them feel less alone or, you know, less scared for even three to five minutes. Yeah. And I, I want 
those people that need those songs to hear them. That's what it's about. It's about spreading the love and spreading the music. Exactly. I mean, that, that's, yeah. that, that's why we're here as well as, you know, podcasters and radio presenters and people who do reviews. I mean, I do reviews as well. And, you know, being in this industry, our main focus, our main aim isn't a selfish one. It's to help promote others and help mm-hmm. branch out. Exactly. Oh, yeah. I think it's beautiful. I can't wait to see what happens. I, I mean, it, it's <laughs> going to be absolutely fantastic, particularly for like Kyle and it'll help Scarlet River branch out, you know, to further artists. And do you have mm-hmm. like a set number of artists that you want to take on or, you know, do you have like your own like capabilities and how much you can do? Um, I don't actually have another job right now. So I'm able to do a lot more. Um, I would like to, I'm hoping that maybe I'll get two artists to start for the management side. Um, But also on the PR side, I can take, you know, quite a few artists and just help them with the, you know, pushing to hot disc or with their social media accounts, whatever that they need help with. So I'm not looking for just like the manager side of things. I would love to be able to get a couple artists in here that, even if they already have managers or they want to stay independent fully, I can just help them with the PR aspect of everything. Yeah. But there's no set number, I guess. That's what it's about. I mean, it's about, you know, just like we said, you know, a second ago, you know, it's about helping those artists push themselves. You know, like you say, it doesn't have to be in management. I mean, there's so many artists out there that want to do the majority of it on their own, but they just can't cope i mean i struggle as well with this but coping with the amount of social media that you have to keep pummeling out and you've got mm-hmm. to stay relevant you've got to stay out there and if you're not if you're not in the public's eye it's a horrible world but you can easily get forgotten you can easily get left behind because there's just so much going into the industry at the moment exactly yeah it's it's pretty insane just like i mean even tiktok now yeah how it's catapulting artists and it's crazy but it's like most musicians at this point should be on tiktok yeah even if your your sound doesn't seem like something that you know they would promote or like some of the you know artists that are just like i don't like this i don't want to do it it's like well i know you don't want to but <laughs> yeah, sometimes you just gotta get out there so i'm trying to find ways to just like be like just sit there Sit there, introduce your song, let it play for a couple of seconds, and you know, let's let's see what the traction is here. Well, that's it. I mean, I always, I've not released any TikTok videos yet. I've got TikTok ready to go with it. Or you know, I've got my country chat with Don one, but mm-hmm. you know, I think the biggest issue with TikTok and when you're wanting to put something onto TikTok is the idea that you've got to do something either fun and quirky or you've got to try and set a trend you know, like all these dances right. and all these like special moves that people do and i think it kind of it makes it a bit daunting in a sense but when you actually mm-hmm. do scroll through and you look at particularly at music artists a lot exactly. of them do just play music a lot of them do just play sample clips and say this is my song this is when it's coming out can mm-hmm. we blow it up exactly pre-save please pre-save yeah I mean, what's one extra avenue, you know, as opposed to like Twitter or Facebook or Instagram, just use it the same way as you would them. It's just another Mm -hmm. platform to put onto. Right. And then when you post on like that 
TikTok, you can post it then on your other social medias. And that's, you know, a post that you don't have to come up with. Exactly. You're already, you're already three quarters of the way there. All you've got to do is press share, share, share. Exactly. As long as it's not too long. Well, that's it. I mean, that, that's what I always find it frustrating sometimes with Instagram is when you put a picture on Instagram and then you write a comment underneath it, if it's too long, it'll condense the whole thing to just a link onto like when you mm-hmm. share it to Twitter and Facebook, well, not Facebook, but to, but to Twitter. It's really, I find it really frustrating. Oh. Yes. Yeah, I don't, I don't like to normal. Normally I won't share it to Twitter like that. I'll just go and redo it do the post because it's just ridiculous yeah i mean i I think i've done it like twice and every time i've gone (laughs) back to twitter to look at it it's like really and then you just end up up redoing it anyhow and the next thing you know you're spending an extra half an hour when it could have taken a couple minutes exactly yeah but you know maybe they'll get better at that maybe it'll switch over but it is that whole 150 character thing so it's difficult Uh, it's always frustrating Good old social media, good old technology, eh? (laughs) Right, exactly. So going back to when you started with Rachel, Mm -hmm. the actual, you sent the email. Did you have like a call with her or a Skype or a Zoom? An actual formal introduction? Yeah, we emailed back and forth for, I want to say a couple of weeks. And then we had a Zoom scheduled for a couple of days before Thanksgiving. And for some reason or another, it didn't work out. And yeah. then he was like, hey, do you, can we do it, you know, Thursday, which is Thanksgiving our time. And I was like, yeah, I'll make time. <laughs> so I'm like in the middle of making the turkey and all of the other stuff. And then we, like, I have to stop. And my grandparents are here. My mom's here. I have to stop in the middle of it and be like, all right, hold on, guys. Like, I have to do this interview. And it ended up being like an hour. <gasps> but it was just like... I, I wanted to talk to her and she wanted to talk to me and I want, we wanted to get a feel for each other to see if this was going to work. And like, that was when we both or she decided like I would be a good add on. So, I mean, I'm really glad that I did it and it made my Thanksgiving better. So <laughs> my whole family got to be there for the interview of like, I was on zoom. So yeah. they got to see everything going on and it was pretty cool. So all your family could see Rachel, but Rachel couldn't see them. Uh, no, I mean, they, they could, if they wanted to, they didn't sit near me, like when it came to that, but, um, they were, they could hear everything going on. Yeah. Oh, that's a shame. It would be great yeah. to just like peer behind you and just give you a little wave. And... <laughs> My grandma definitely wanted to. <laughs> Hi UK. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. what, what's their, what's your family's opinions then of working for a country music PR and management firm that's based in the UK as opposed to Nashville? Um, Well, they actually really think it's a great idea because we talk a lot about, you know, do we want to be a big fish in a little pond or a little fish in a big pond? So instead of working for someone like Sony, that you don't get that creative freedom as much. Mm -hmm. Um, The artists don't, and then neither do the people that work there. It's like a very, you know, structured situation that they think it's, just amazing that I found somewhere that would, I guess, for a lack of better terms, just like, like they like what I do and how I do it and they don't really want to change it. They just want to like dig in and go deeper. Yeah. So I think my grandparents, my mom, everyone's super thrilled at first. They were a little scared that I had to move 
<laughs> and they were like, you're not moving out there. I'm like, no, I'm not moving out of the country. It's fine. <laughs> I mean, but, it's, it's more reason for you to stay in the country, obviously being that liaison between America and the UK. Yeah. The only exactly. other thing that you might end up doing, it, you know, through your own choice, who knows, but you might want to move up to Nashville or you might want to move like in between, say like... Idaho? I want to say Idaho. <laughs> Nashville is where I plan to end up. Is it? What, yes. What, what kind of like time frame are we looking at then? I mean, I would do it tomorrow. There's just a lot of things to get <laughs> together. So I'm I'm thinking probably end of year, beginning of next year at the latest, I would end up out there. I know I'm going to be spending most of March out there, a lot of February and all of June. I'll be spending out there unless of course COVID makes things to where you can't travel or something like that again. Yeah. I mean, I'll briefly touch on COVID because it is a dominating factor in our lives at the moment, particularly in the music industry. Mm -hmm. What's it been like then obviously with the UK being in lockdown, we're in a third lockdown here in England and in Wales, they've, uh, they're in just another lockdown. Um, and obviously with the worldwide pandemic as it is, there's no or very limited gigs, you know, around the world. What's it been like for you trying to adapt into the Scarlet River management and PR lifestyle with these kind of restrictions holding you back? Um, actually, I would say, oddly enough, it hasn't felt like a restriction. Mm-hmm. It's felt like I can really focus on... Um, all of the artists that we're working with right now are releasing new music. Yeah. So I can really focus on how we're going to push that new music. And because I don't have another job right now, I'm able to just dig in fully. Um, so it's been on the odd turn of events. It's just been like really great for me on what I'm doing, but at the same time, not having the live music, has been insane. I'm normally at one show a week. Yeah. Like it's just what I do all the time. I love it. It's kind of my release. Um, it's how I do self care. Yeah. And to not have that has been a little insane. Like my mama and family have definitely been like, you need to go to a country concert. You're getting a little <laughs> antsy or you're getting a little upset. <laughs> I know, but they're not out here. So when I did go to Nashville, I made sure to, do a lot of those because they're still, you know, doing everything out there. Yeah. There's so many great artists around like California way as well. There's, uh, I believe Roger Dale, he's based out that way and he's a fantastic artist. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's, I've, I've spoken, you know, I've spoken to a couple from like the California, Los Angeles, you know, way. And right. you know, it's, it's certainly a thriving, a thriving scene for country music. But yeah, like you say, that, that's always the issue, though, is everything always seems to be centred either around Nashville or around, like, Georgia, you know, the kind of, like, mm-hmm. hot spots for country music. Right. Yeah. And, I mean, if it wasn't for COVID, it would be pretty crazy here. And that's normally, I mean, there's shows I miss because there's so many back-to-back or there's so many that are, like, the same day at two different venues and I can't go. <laughs> but this year, or I guess last year now, was just, like there was nothing we didn't do anything and there was supposed to be a show on new year's eve that was canceled the day of yeah because we weren't sure so yeah just everything out here we finally got our stay at home order lifted 
So oh, okay. we can go out and do things, but it's like, it's still like outdoor dining. And today it snowed. So it's like, no one's going to be outdoor dining. It snowed in California, in Sacramento. Yeah. <laughs> what's that like for um, you? I'm a little higher than Sacramento, but yes. What What's that like um, then seeing snow? I can't imagine it snows that often. Um, no, not where I am in Auburn. Um, I think it snows like once a year and normally it doesn't stick. And today, like it didn't stick, but it was just cold. Yeah. Um, I go to Placerville a lot, which is like about an hour away from me on the other side of Sacramento. And that it snows there pretty often. Um, like it sticks and it was like, I don't know, like six <laughs> inches of snow yesterday or something like that. And that's, it's, I really like this snow, but yeah. I imagine living in it would really not be fun. You really should come visit the UK sometime, particularly around like oh, January, February time. Yeah. <laughs> always snows and it's horrible. Oh, I would love to. I've always wanted to be out there, but haven't got to yet. I need to get a passport. Have you not got a passport? I don't have one yet. <laughs> I, sp- oh, well, I suppose you don't really need one, particularly in the States, because all you need is like a driving license or... You know, some form of photo ID to fly into, you know, between states. Yeah, between states, yeah, we just have to have our IDs. Um, and then even for Mexico and Canada, we can have like a little passport card that's like just you can get in and out of those places with it. Um, but I've never left outside of going to Mexico. Really? So I'm like, I haven't needed it. And now I'm just like, you know what? I should get it. Like, as soon as this whole like restrictions lift, then. I need to go somewhere else. You need to explore. You need to come to Europe. You need to come see the UK. I mean, there's so yeah, many beautiful places. Like, it'll definitely be what I'm looking into. I'm hoping that if some of our artists get to go on like a, you know, a couple venue tour out there or something, then maybe I'll be able to jump on and go with them. Yeah. So we'll see. If you're listening, Rachel, you need to get yourself a business account and then pay for Leticia to come over here. <laughs> Yes, please. <laughs> I know, I know, I know how I know how much money she's you know she puts into the into what she does, and it it, it is a lot. And you know, it's not it's not cheap being whether whether it's being an artist with the amount of singles you know they put out because it's not it's not cheap at all to record a single, let alone an EP yeah. or an album. And exactly. So I can imagine I can imagine that won't be on the cards anytime soon. No. Uh, but we, we no, love you, Rachel. Not. We do. <laughs> um, you know, I'll figure it out. I'll get out there. But yeah, um, we definitely can't wait to have you over here. And actually, that's one thing I haven't actually done yet is I haven't met anybody in the country scene here yet. You know, actually physically face to face. Oh, okay. Because of COVID, you know, I only really started mm-hmm. getting to the UK country scene about February time. And then in okay. March, that's when we all kind of locked down. And mm-hmm. there's just been no gigs here. It's been really, really frustrating. It's been very difficult as well. Yeah. Well, it seems like you're handling it pretty well. I mean, you've got this going and it's it's fantastic. Oh, the great thing is, um, the great thing we can all have is a laptop and Zoom. So it's still be able to like meet in this way, but it's not mm-hmm. the same as sitting no. there with a microphone and giving right. people hugs, you know, just normal everyday things. I miss it. Yeah. I miss it too. I'm like, I'm a huge hugger too. So it's like, I just want to hug everyone. And I'm like, oh wait, I can't stay six feet. Like <laughs> Exactly. It's just so, I think that's what's been the most difficult thing with this whole kind of period of time at the moment is because of 
the fact that you can't have those social interactions, you can't have that connection with people. You know, it, I, I use the word connection. It doesn't have to be sexual. All yeah. it has to be is, you know, a friendly hug or a, even a handshake or a high five or a fist bump or it's just, right. I miss it. Yeah. I will say that um, a lot of parts of California, like Southern California is crazy right now when it comes to that. And their you know, rates are skyrocketing, but up here it's a little bit different. People aren't as serious about it, I guess. Yeah. Like we still, we still get together and we stay, we see the same people like over and over again. So like, I'll still see a couple of my friends and family and, um, my, the way that it works, my grandma has cancer. So from 2011 on, every time we walk into her house, she sprays us with Lysol because (laughs) she can't worry like about getting sick. Yeah. So she's like, we're just going to keep doing the same thing. Like I didn't get sick before. We're going to keep doing it. So, I mean, she's sorry. Exactly. So, you know, you get doused with Lysol when you walk into her house, but you're not bringing in those germs. And her doctors said that was like a really good idea. So we're just doing it around other people and stuff like that now. So we can still see everyone. Why do I have the image of you going to a mall and just randomly spraying people with Lysol? (laughs) Every time they get close to you, (laughs) stay away. Right. I mean, we all do carry those little mini Lysols in our purses and stuff. So I can see why you would get that idea. <laughs> who, who needs mace nowadays? Just a bit of Lysol. And... <laughs> exactly. Oh, that's too funny. Oh, but yeah, can't wait to can't wait to have you over here. And yeah, just to, can't wait to be over there. I mean, because there's so many artists, particularly around like Wales and Bristol um, here in the UK, that are part of Scarlet mm-hmm. River. You know, it'd be great for you to actually come and physically meet a lot of these artists as well exactly yeah i think it makes it easier too when you do get to meet someone in person to have that like actual connection with them have you had any have you had any meetings or like video conferences with any of the uk artists part of scarlet river charlotte charlotte um yeah i've got to meet her twice we actually just had a meeting with her yesterday about her new song that she's releasing. So mm-hmm. I don't think I could say anything about it, but it's going to be fantastic and it's coming soon. Ooh. So. I, yeah. I, I promise I won't push on that because, yeah, <laughs> I will be certainly sending Rachel a message later or even after this, we'll have to we'll have to talk a bit more. Yes, we can do that. But yeah, I mean, Rachel's stuff at the moment, you know, she recently released Praying for Rain and that was amazing just mm-hmm. everything about that I, the way her PR was done you know in terms of I, I don't know if you looked back onto much on what she yeah. did with the PR but I thought that was fantastic um it really frustrated me because I just couldn't work it out it took me forever <laughs> um yeah it's gonna be like the same thing this time too so. Ooh. yeah you see I love those kind of fan interaction kind of social media posts because it really engages people mm-hmm Yep. I think it's great. Rachel and Charlotte had a great idea and it's like, why mess it up? Let's, let's do it again. Yeah. So. Oh, I can't wait. Oh, I can't wait. Oh yeah. And it's so good. I'm so happy with it. And you know, there's just, there's a couple surprises coming with it and it's, I'm thrilled. So I'm like so excited. I get to work with an artist like her who's, she's so kind and funny and such a talented artist it's fantastic 
what was your first impression? I mean, when we first started this call, just before we actually hit the record button, I actually apologised for my accent and the way I speak because I can speak quite quick and I've got a Yorkshire mm-hmm. accent. Now, Charlotte's from Birmingham. Right. Now, Birmingham's got a slightly different accent to me. It's a bit slower. It's a bit lower than what mine is. I can speak quite high. Yes. What was your, what was it like for you first understanding, particularly like Rachel, who's from Wales, artists that Mm -hmm. are from like Bristol and obviously Charlotte, who's from Birmingham. What was it like for you adjusting to the UK dialect? Uh, I would say I didn't even really notice it until like when you pointed out. Mm-hmm. So for like when you pointed it out right before this and when Rachel did before we talked, oh, I, sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I didn't realize at all, like to me, because it seems like everyone has a different accent, um, like because I work with people in the South and then I've worked with people out in the UK diff- in a different way um, before. So it's just been like, it's it, to me. I don't really even hear it until someone else mentions it again. Okay, I want to jump on that. <laughs> what did you do in the UK? Um, I was a personal assistant for. Uh, it was like a really random thing. It, right when COVID hit, um, I was applying for a bunch of jobs, uh-huh. and there's this family out there needed a personal assistant just to do like everyday day to day tasks so that they could have their kids at home. Mm-hmm. And so I just like was a liaison like with them just, just to do something. And I guess like the first two months they didn't realize I was in the United States. Okay. They thought I was out there because we didn't have to meet or anything. And then about April, they were like, wait a second. I mean, I know you don't have the same accent, but do you live out here? And I'm like, Nope. I live in California. I'm just doing everything from here. So it worked out because I'm a pretty, like, I love to stay up really late. Yeah. So when it's 2 here, it's, like, 2 a.m. here. It's 10 a.m. there. Yeah. So I was always, like, on top of the things they needed, you know, extra early. So it was really nice for the, for us to work together. Obviously, you won't be able to say who this family is because of confidentiality or... Yeah. Whatever that's involved. Um, but what kind of things were you doing? Was it like setting up meetings or setting up appointments, that kind of stuff? Um, a lot of meetings for just like their business side of things. Um, like I said, it wasn't anyone famous or anything like that. It wasn't an artist. It was just like, to me, it just felt like I've been a nanny outside of doing the whole country thing mm-hmm. um, for the last like 15 years. So it just felt like another aspect of being a nanny. Like sometimes I would help the kids on their zoom stuff. So I'd be zooming while they're zooming with somebody else and being like, okay, this is the button you have to click on and stuff like that. So it was just a really interesting job. Like I'd be making phone calls and then sometimes I would forget the time difference. (laughs) And so I'd be calling people and it's like midnight there. And it, it was, it was difficult, but it was fun. So, and I stopped that. August of last year so it was only a couple of months long I, I, t- I know what you mean regarding like the time difference because when I worked over in San Antonio the um I'd be up to like 2 a.m emailing mm-hmm. the team uh, when I used to work in a different prosthetics company 
I used to be okay. emailing the team just as they were finishing work at like half three. It'd be like 12 o'clock where I was or nine, you know, 10 o'clock at night or it was, you'd soon forget the whole concept of time. And particularly when you get back, it's like, they're going to be just getting up now and I've just finished work and, or I'd just be starting work and they'd just be going to bed. You know, it, exactly. It's so crazy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's why I like, when we first had this schedule, then I thought it was six my time <laughs> and not your time. I was yeah. like, super odd. Like, it's going to be, you know, 2 a.m. for him. But okay, like, we'll do whatever. We'll do it whenever you guys want to. I mean, if if you couldn't have done it now and you had so much planned and you needed to do it at 2 a.m., I would have happily stayed up till 2 a.m. <laughs> You know, that, that's, yeah. that's what it's about. That's what, you know, sometimes we've got to do these things, you know, particularly whether it's in journalism or whether it's in media production. Mm-hmm. I mean, particularly like, you know, when it comes to like artist management and there's gigs to go to and sometimes gigs exactly. can, you know, you might have a gig scheduled to finish at 11, but with an encore and then with meeting the fans and, mm-hmm. you know, taking down, uh, putting away the equipment and getting everything back home. You might not be home till two o'clock, three o'clock in the morning. You know, it happens. Yes. Yep. Part of the job. It happened a lot when I worked in radio. That was, that was late nights, but it was so much fun. I mean, I've been doing some bits with radio here and there's been a lot of flooding recently and there's, um, I've ended up staying later than expected because of the flooding to make sure announcements, uh, announcements are done and making sure things are edited, ready for the shows. So right. it happens, you know, you, some, you can never say this is my start time. This is my finish time. Cause sometimes you'll have to go in early. Sometimes you have to go in a bit later or whatever fits the show. Mm-hmm. So yep, and I worked all the events at at radio. That's what. So it was definitely. <laughs> That's what I was going to ask next was what was you doing exactly at the radio? Can you say what radio it was? Um, I worked for iHeartRadio here in Sacramento for B ninety two five. Yeah. What it was? It was amazing. Did you have anything to do with the Bobby Bone show? Um, no, because that's in Nashville. As, I but know we, that's we in Nashville, to, but the because it's yeah. syndicated between all the different iHeart. Yeah, he he was on really early. Um, he did come to a lot of our or a couple of our shows, not a lot, but mm-hmm. he came out for a couple of shows. And we put on a show, um, Girls with Guitars. Yeah, and he came out for that one, so that was really cool. Like just getting to meet him, and it was like a weird moment because we all work with him, so it's like we're all just coworkers. But at the same time, our promo team were like, "Oh my goodness, it's Bobby Bones! Like this is this is nuts!" Yeah, so. It was it was really cool to get to meet him, but he's just super chill. So, yeah, it was a really cool. He's the one that got me into doing this. Really? Yeah, I mean, when okay. I, when I um, when I lived over in San Antonio, um, it'd be his show that I'd listen to. I'd listen to it on like my phone because the one in San Antonio at the time that it was like the year after that they actually officially moved to KJ ninety uh, KJ ninety five, okay. I think it is. Um, but yeah, I then listened to him on the podcast when I used to come back to the UK. And then mm-hmm. just after that, it's just been when I, when he was doing the Bobby cast, his podcast, you know, it, mm-hmm. it's, it's learning about all the different things and actually getting to meet the artists. That's what I wanted to do on the UK side. And then okay. it kind of like focused into the unsigned artists worldwide. And now it's just mm-hmm. for me, it's anybody that's involved in country music, whether it's artist, unsigned or signed whether it's, you know, radio, whether it's podcasters, whether it's, it doesn't matter who it is. You know, I, I'm not 
in it for a competition. I'm there to just promote people. Have right. fun. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's really cool. I didn't realize that, you know, that had anything to do with it. But oh, I think, I mean, it's fantastic that just hearing something like that could, you know, get someone into a different field of the music industry you don't even think about. Well, it's, it's, it's not even a different field. It was a new field. I've I've always done engineering. This is the first kind of music thing that I've done. And it's kind of like mm-hmm. paved the way now for me that I want to do this full time. I want to be able to work in radio full time and work in podcasting full time. You know, it, it kind of, mm-hmm. it, it's scary how little things kind of influence your life and change things yeah. massively. Exactly. It's scary, but it's amazing. Oh yeah, definitely. Back to you now. Enough about me. I hate talking about me. <laughs> Going into what I started with before, you know, the kind of things that you want to do with Scarlet River, you know, what's expected of you to do. What are you expecting from Scarlet River for you? Um, I just, for me, it's more of a platform because as, you know, going into wanting to work with artists and really promote their music by myself you know, I've been in radio, I've been in booking, but it's never been like, how can I help them without a platform for me to help them? So it would just be more of like an independent person helping an independent artist, which can work. Um, it just takes a lot more. But when you have a company behind you, it's a lot easier. It's like that third party that I'm not just Letitia who promotes this, um, this band or this artist. It's, you know, I'm Letitia with Scarlet River, which really helps when I, you know, email like a festival or anybody that, you know, I want to book the artist at or get an interview with the artist for. Just having that company name behind you really makes a difference. Yeah. So um, I think that's kind of where that's all I really expected and wanted was just that platform to be like, I have this company behind me. We are legit and, you know, we want to promote just good music it doesn't really matter who it's from whether indie or not we just want to promote the good music isn't it crazy how much i find it kind of upsetting sometimes the fact that you need to have like that signature at the bottom of a email just to add a little mm-hmm. bit of weight to yourself you know not if you're emailing say a festival and you don't have that signature you know whether you're with scout river or whether you you know you start your own company you know it's mm-hmm. i've i had it when i first started this was trying to get in touch with people and people would refuse my emails and just say no because I'm not with anybody because I'm independent really mm-hmm. and you know it, it's so frustrating it's so disheartening I mean us as creatives you know we push and push and push well I know we don't take no for an answer we'll just keep pushing and eventually yeah. somebody says yes okay then mm-hmm. it's it's yeah it, it's not nice and what do you do yourself when you do get these no's when you do get these rejections is there anything that you do in particular or do you just keep hounding um I mean I really do keep hounding but before Scarlet um I was doing a lot of interviews with artists so it's kind of funny that that's what you do too um I I worked or I started a blog because Mm -hmm. I wanted to get the country like country music heard and I wanted to get people just that hadn't been heard before Um, and so I started a blog and I would first reach out to, you know, their management or something like that, but 
Twitter helped more than anything. Just I would contact the artist on Twitter. Yeah. It's like, this is what I want to do. I want to interview you. And um, it, it worked better than anything else. Like trying to get a hold of management was <laughs> never any fun and it never <sighs> went anywhere. So I'm kind of hoping that I, it will be different for us. Like, so if someone emails us, we'll actually get back to them. And, yeah, you know, so I just I want it to be different in that way. <coughs> Sorry. Yeah, that, that, that's that's the fun thing as well is when you email an artist in particular, you know, just straight off the bat or, you know, not just email an artist, go straight to the Twitter or their Instagram page and then they mm-hmm. go, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. Right. That, that's such a great, I find it such a great feeling that they do respond back. You know, that, yeah, that straight away, that interaction, you know, not just a third party. Sometimes you've got to go through a third party. You know, exactly. I've, yes. I've spoken with people like Tinny Arts and I've had to go through management. Mm-hmm. I can't, I've tried messaging through social media itself and it's impossible. You know, they, they just exactly. don't look. Yeah. But when it comes particularly with the indie artists, they're, they're on it. They really are mm-hmm. on it. Yep. Yeah, I got, um, like, I tried to contact, so I don't know if you guys know, Low Cash. Yes. Um, I tried to contact their management forever, and I could not get anything. And I, I went to their concerts all the time, and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to reach out on Twitter and see what happens. And we both ended up in Vegas, and they're like, let's do it tonight. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I don't have it all prepared. Oh, my goodness. Like, you know, but it worked out, and it was a really great interview. And, you know, those guys are you know, pretty good friends now. And it, it ended up being really, really great. But artists like that, just people you wouldn't expect to get the interview with. Yeah. And then they come out and like, yeah, let's do it. Let's figure this out. Oh, so. I'm so jealous. I'd love, I'd love to be able to speak to Low Cash. I mean, oh, what was it? Greatest love story. Um, that is, who is that? That, oh, that, that Lanka. Lanka. That's Lanka. Yeah. Yes. One big country song is low cash. And then I love this life was their most popular. I'm so jealous. I'm so jealous. We can, we can try to work that out. We can figure that out. What would you do if they actually went, okay, we want Scarlet River to uh, manage us. Oh my goodness. It would be fantastic. (laughs) I would be so excited. Um, Like I said, because they're pretty good friends now that it, it would be really cool to be able to work with them in that like capacity of working with them. And, you know, getting just to know them even better, like in the industry rather than just as, you know, personal contacts. But I think it would be fantastic. But I think that you should definitely interview them. I mean, I know they love doing interviews and I'm I don't su- see how. I'm such an idiot. I don't know why I got Lanco and Lokash mixed up because both think. <laughs> feel like such an idiot i'm just i'm just scrolling through the music quickly now and i'm like oh i love that one. Oh, i love that one i love that one and right. I, had to, I had to choose the one that wasn't theirs oh. it's a great song though so you know oh, it's all right i've been at Have work been all day that's my that? excuse i've not had anything to eat <laughs> oh i love these excuses <laughs> So right. go, go on, I, I want to go into a bit about Lowcash uh, low then. How, you was in Vegas. How was it that you actually, like, introduced yourself to them then? What what was the story behind that? Um. Well, okay, so it's not. it wasn't the first time I were, was able to get in contact with them. 
I, because I worked in radio, they came in a lot, but even before that, mm-hmm. um, I was a huge low cash fan in the very beginning when they came here to, to Sacramento and they had like 15 people at their show. Yeah. So, and I was, you know, one of the 15. So it's like, I started as a fan like way back then. So that they saw my face a lot going from that to like the bigger shows. And then I like pushed and pushed our PD at radio to get them in to do a show. Um, just like as a radio tour. Yeah. And I was like, look, they're so good. Like I know their songs super, you know, crazy right now, but, um, it was just, I, I mean, I kept pushing and they knew that I was like, I did stuff with their street team. So it was able to be like, oh, okay, well, we know her. We know she's a fan. So let's, you know, figure out what she wants to do in the interview sense of it. And it was right before I Love This Life came out that I did the interview. Yeah. And we actually helped them pick out the logo that they use now, my mom and I. So it was really cool. Oh, my God. Claims of fame. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's so my mom. Shocking you see that. But is that is that in your resume? Is that I chose Lokashi's you logo? Know, I don't think so. But they like they came and they they were like you know we have a couple of logos that we're trying to decide and um, which one do you guys think? And so we we picked it and then like the couple a couple of days later and that's the one they went went with and I was like ah oh, we should get credit for that. <laughs> so that is brilliant. It was really cool. But yeah, they they were awesome. I mean. They they still reach out from time to time and well, like, here's a ticket, you know, we know you're going to be in town or like, let's do, you know, just have a chat or something really quick. So it's really cool. And then um, Preston, his wife, Kristen, is probably the sweetest woman I've ever talked to. Yeah. Um, I've never met her in person, but she is just the sweetest person. And I'm like, I just can't wait to meet you in person. Like, you're, it's going to be fantastic. So I'm hoping that, you know, once all of this is over, I get to meet her. Look at you rubbing shoulders with all the high flyers. <laughs> I don't know about that, but... I can see why yeah. Rachel wanted you now. <laughs> you know, I think that both of us bring a lot to the table. And she's so, she's great. I mean, she can talk to anybody. Like yeah. I thought that I was just like out there and was able to talk to anybody, but she's just, she's so passionate and she really makes this company. Like she is, she's fantastic. One thing I, I love working with her. One thing I find so, cr- find really crazy with Rachel is the fact that she puts so much into Scarlet River, but she also puts so much into her PhD and she puts so much into her own personal right. life and into a hockey and into this and to that and, but you'd think that she was just focusing just on Scarlet River or just on a PhD or just this. I don't know where she gets yeah. time from. I I cannot figure it out for the life of me. There's some like a couple of different times where she's been, you know, working or going to school, doing something all day long. And then she's like, oh, and I also did this. And I was like, how? <laughs> I don't understand. I don't even have the time for that right now. And I'm not working. Like, how is that possible? But yeah, she... The passion behind everything she does and just her drive is so fantastic. I mean, we used to, when I used to finish work, I used to have like a half an hour, hour long call with her. And that Mm -hmm. stopped because of when she started a PhD. Um, Right. But even then, you know, you 
talk through the day about what's happening, you know, in the industry and in, in music in general and in life. And it's like, oh, I've done this, I've done this, I've done this, I've got this coming up, I've got this coming up, or I'm planning on doing this with this artist, there's this awards <laughs> coming up, I need to get these gigs sorted in Europe, this is before COVID, you know, right. this artist that wants to do this, and it's like, what? Really? Is there anything yeah, I can do exactly. to help? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's she's definitely a go-getter and she doesn't stop. So, but yeah, that, it's fantastic. It's one of the reasons why, you know, I, I'm I, I'm happy to call Rachel my best friend because I know she does so much for everything and she's done so much for me in this show, you know, with all the artists. Yeah. And yeah, she's just such a down-to-earth woman and just speaking to you now, you know, you two, I can see bouncing off each other. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. It is a lot of fun just talking to her. Like we go off on tangents and we're like, oh, we need to get back to this thing that we were supposed to be talking about. So <laughs> it's it, it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's great. And I'm so lucky that she wanted to work with us. There's actually another girl who is trying to get work experience right now who we just um, brought on. And I think that, I mean, I haven't got to talk to her yet. We have a meeting coming up and I think it'll be really good that there'll be three of us then who get to help on the PR side of things. Yeah. So. Uh, is, is this other girl based in the States? Uh, she's in the UK. Oh, she's in the UK. Ah. Mm-hmm. Ooh. I believe, I believe that's where she's from. I know she's not from here, but I believe that she said she was from the UK. I'm going to have to speak to Rachel now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this, yeah, it's pretty new. So it'll be, I'm excited to have somebody else that, you know, because I was the new person yeah. for a couple of months now. And I still like, I'm not sure what I can say when it comes to the releases and all of that. So it'll be nice to be like, okay, well, I'm not the new person any, but anymore. Somebody else is. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's always the difficulty, particularly when you get to speak with artists let alone working on behalf of artists is mm-hmm. they'll say i've got xyz coming up okay so what can you say about that nothing it's right like, exactly right. <laughs> right something but yeah it's I, can, I, I know exactly how difficult it is trying to keep a secret particularly when it comes to releases because you've got to create that suspense you've got to have something to build towards. If you just release it all in a podcast and that gets spread around or whether it's on a radio interview, you know, before it's even, you've done the PR stuff for it, mm-hmm. it ruins that kind of suspense build up, that kind of anticipation that fans like. Right, exactly. And them trying to figure out what it is before it's posted somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's definitely a hard, like, a hard line to walk. But it's also really fun. All right. So I want to gauge where your mindset is and if it's in sync with Rachel's. Now, okay. it's, I'm going to do this through one question and one question only. In your, in your mind, and somebody offered this to you, would you turn your nose up at it? I don't know if, okay. Rachel's, I don't know if Rachel's kind of like pre-warned you what questions I might ask. No, she hasn't. She hasn't? Okay. She hasn't. I am, I'm not sure what you're about to ask. <laughs> so it's it's a question that I ask quite a lot. You've probably heard it. Okay. Um, so it, it's an important question. Oh, my goodness. You're making me nervous. Okay. 
and you know it, it's based on your opinions don't think about what you do but your like views on it okay and pineapple and pizza yes or no oh i'm a pineapple and pizza lover See, i love it <laughs> fantastic because rachel can't stand it <laughs> yeah i i put it on almost all of the pizzas that's so. awesome <laughs> Brilliant. You got, what you need to do is next time you have like a conference call, just get yourself like a small pizza. You don't have to be a big pizza, just a small pizza and just say, I'm just really enjoying this. Oh, I've got pineapple. Exactly. Oh, I should put extra pineapple on this. Oh, that's brilliant. Oh, I love it. That would be so funny. Yeah. So oh, you like pineapple on pizza too, I love huh? It. I love it. Okay. I mean, you don't have to have pineapple all the time, but no. it's so good. Yes, it's so good. And then with the ranch too, the contrast, it's so great. You see, that's one thing that we don't have here as much. I mean, I think there's some shops that do ranch, but if we want ranch, we've got to make it ourselves because it's not a common thing. Okay. But we have, we have How to... interesting. I'm going to have to get you to send me some. <laughs> if you can ship ranch sauce from the US to the UK. <laughs> I don't know how that works now with Brexit. <laughs> All the good brands. Oh, that's so funny. Oh, because there's loads of brands in there. There's like hundreds. There is. There's absolutely a bunch. But Hidden Valley, I mean, that's the best one. Hidden Valley. I'm sure I can get that off Amazon. Not that I'm sponsored by Amazon, by the way. But yeah, I'm sure I can get it off Amazon. (laughs) Yeah, I I guess so. I've never tried, but you probably can. Now they're doing everything, so. All right, so... Final questions then. Um, where can people find you on social media? Do they just search for Scarlet River or do you have your own personal ones that you use? Yes. So on Instagram, it's really difficult because apparently a lot of people have my name, but it's my name, Letitia, period, underscore, period, Murray. Letitia, period, so, underscore, period, Murray. Yes, because... Every other version of Letitia Marie was taken. <laughs> How odd. Like, really? Because I've, I've never heard the name Letitia Marie before. You wouldn't have thought yeah. that it was a common. <laughs> right. I don't know. Common I... a name. <laughs> Anyhow. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I could have put like a number on the end of it or something, but it was like some crazy, like they're like five, nine, six or something. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't want that number at the end of it. That doesn't mean anything. So. I thought like a little, almost like smiley face in between would be kind of cool. Ah, that's it. I was, I was trying to, <laughs> I was trying to work out what it. That makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Just I like a little, it. A little almost emoji because why not, right? A semi emoji. <laughs> yeah, and then um, on Twitter it's Letitia Marie W, and Facebook it's just Letitia Marie Wilfong. Awesome. So, yep. So yeah, for Twitter it's Scar Art Management, and for just Facebook and Instagram, just search Scarlet River. Mm-hmm. What, exactly. What can artists do to get in touch with you if they want to have some PR work done? Um, they can any of my social medias. They can contact me on, or they can contact me at Letitia at Scarlet River Management. Um, or I, like on all of my socials, there's a link to all of my emails as well. So I'm reachable any, any way they can think of 
they can go ahead or they can just go on Scarlet River Management and um, there's like a little box at the bottom that will email straight to info at Scarlet River. And that's a really great way to get a hold of both me and Rachel. So that's any awesome. way possible, just just get in contact with me and we'll make it happen. That's awesome. What have you got planned for the rest of today? Um, today, I'm probably just going to clean up around the house. I still have my Christmas tree up, so I think it's time to take it down. <laughs> I'm wearing Christmas socks today. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you can see I have my Christmas tree up, this little box that goes in. So That's amazing. But, yeah. I love that fire as well, <laughs> that little fireplace. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, it's not real, but it's... Oh, no, it's not real. It's not really cool little, like, purple and yeah. whatever flames I want it to put out. There's, like, five different settings. That's... And it puts out a lot of heat, so... That's it's awesome. Nice. Yeah. All right. Thank you for coming on. It's been great getting to know you. Well, thank you for having me. This was really fun. We should do it again, you know, in a little while. Definitely. I Well, I want to be in contact with you and Rachel a lot more and help you get Absolutely. as many artists out as possible. Well, that'd be awesome. That'll be really exciting, especially with everything coming up. I hope you have a fantastic day. You too. Thank you so much. Thank you, everybody, for listening, and I'll see you all next time. Bye for now. All right, that's that done. Thank you. How that was, was not nerve-wracking as I thought. <laughs> really? I don't understand why people think it's going to be nerve-wracking. I mean, <laughs> I'm just me. I don't... This is how I am day-to-day, so it's like... <laughs> But yeah, well, I'm, I've never been on the other side of the interview process. Really? I've always been the one interviewing. So, like, <laughs> it's different for me. In terms of interviews itself, in comparison to, like, what you would do, do you find that it was okay? Oh, it was so good. You have way more personality than I ever did. So oh, it was good. <laughs> yeah. You've got personality. I love it. <laughs> I you mean, now... I. I think it was just the the nerves with the different artists that, you know, I did get to work with. So sometimes I was just like, like Kelsey Ballerini, I froze. I didn't know what to do with her. Yeah. So you spoke just, to Kelsey. No, I'm yeah. not. No, no, no. You can't just drop this after I've stopped the recording. No, no, no. I'm not having that. No. Oh, you. That was for radio, though. So. <laughs> oh. Yeah. She came you're going to tell, you're gonna tell me now that you're best friends with her. No. <laughs> oh, I just no, chat with her on a weekend. <laughs> I wish. Oh my gosh. Her last year, her album dropped, and I just like, I played it and played it. It was my top Spotify songs. It was ridiculous. Which, which one, Kelsey or Ballerini? <laughs> um, <laughs> oh. was, I want to say it was both because it was like the <laughs> different versions of each song. But yeah. it's, a fan- yeah. it's a fantastic album as well. Above both. Yeah. What's oh. your favorite song on that album? I don't have a favourite. I genuinely don't. <laughs> okay. Genuinely, I love everything she does. Just... Yeah. I'm so... Oh, how? 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 <laughs> oh, she came into radio. That's how. So it was when I worked for iHeart. She came in and we had to... We had to set up the room and she came in early. So we didn't have anything set up yet. She was like a good 45 minutes early. Yeah, And I'm like, oh my gosh, now I have to entertain her while this is all happening. What am I going to do? So we just like sat and talked for a while, but it was just, it was so nerve. At first I was like, I'm sitting in front of Kelsey Bell. And it was before she got big. It was when the first time came out the CD. Yeah. 
but it was still like I knew all the words to all the songs and I thought it was fantastic. So I was like dying inside, but it ended up working out. I mean, here in the UK, obviously we've got like Country Hits UK and like Chris Country, um, Arc uh-huh. Radio. And what we get to hear is like the main, the main, main hits. So like Homecoming Queen and Miss Me More. Okay. And Hole in the Bottle. Now she did the mm-hmm. remake of Hole in the Bottle with Shania Twain. Right. And I mean, because those three are constant rotation, I've got to say they are my three favourites. But everything else, I mean, oh. Yes. I'm, not, I'm so jealous. How, how do you, I should have asked this. Why do I think of these questions? This is, <laughs> <laughs> this is the issue I have. Because I don't script my shows. I do not have any paperwork here. Sometimes I might write a couple of notes mid-interview mm-hmm. whilst I'm talking, just something that I might want to refer back to. Everything is pre-done in my own head that I'm going to say, okay, I'll start with this and hopefully it'll lead to this, this, this and this. Right. But I hate scripts because it always sounds, so what have you done today? Right, I, exactly. I, I can't stand that. It's, it's, not, it's not me and... The issue with doing it that way is sometimes you miss these questions. Now, we spoke about being on the radio. We spoke about iHeart, and I went off on a tangent, which was stupid of me because it made me forget <laughs> what to ask. And I should have asked, how did you, how did you get into like, iHeart? Like, how did you do it? Um, they were hiring for a promo team. Yeah. So it was just like, I put in, I mean, I put in, resume after resume I applied for like a year and a half straight Mm -hmm. and I finally was like you know what I have some artist contacts I'm gonna ask some of them to give me a reference and so once I got that reference they pulled me in right away was was that that, that the low cash one um it was the farm the farm oh yeah the farm you mentioned yes you mentioned yeah this, this is why I like talking afterwards, because <laughs> when, when you know that the recording's off, it's like, okay, then here's all the stories. Right, yeah. It, it's so funny, just like, just to be a part of everything now is like such a crazy world to me, because I still get super starstruck, yeah. but I can't act like I do. So I'm always like, oh my goodness, I can't oh. believe I'm about to talk to like, you know, Dolly Parton or something. And then it's like, Okay, oh, I get no, to... no, 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 no. Don't tell me you've spoke to. I have, yes. I interviewed her on the red carpet. So. <laughs> oh my, I'm saving this end bit and I'm going to add it to the podcast. <laughs> okay. So yeah, if you listen to this, this is what happens when we're talking after the fact. <laughs> and you get to hear how, this is the first time I've actually done this, the actual post show. A bit like what Bobby Burns does. He does the post show pre-show. Right. Exactly. So this is going to be the post show, post show. <laughs> okay. I think that, that'll work for me. And yeah, so you all can listen to what we actually talk about after the fact. And this is where we get all the stories. Oh my. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh. I, get, I used to interview for National Country Club. Yeah. Uh, so I was able to do a couple of red carpets for the ACM Awards and the ACA Awards a couple of different years. And okay. so Dolly was one of the people I got to talk to. And that was, I cried. I couldn't help it. Wow. It was, it was fantastic. Did, what, did, did you cry beforehand or did you cry during the interview or after? Um, 
it pretty much as soon as she walked up, I got like really nervous and like started tearing up. And she's like, no, you know, don't cry. And I'm like, but I listened to you since I was a baby, basically. And um, so like I had to kind of get get it together. But she was like, I'm just, you know, I'm just a normal person. I'm like, no, you're not. I don't care what you say. Like you're Dolly Parton. But no, no, I'm not having this. Yeah. I'm not having this. <laughs> Lauren Elena. I love her. Yeah. <laughs> Again. Again. No, I'm not having it. No, 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 no. Yeah. She's, she's the, she's absolutely my favorite artist of all time. I should have asked that. That's one question I was going to ask, but I thought it was too cliche. What's your favorite artist? You know, who do you listen to the most? I thought, you know what, I'll stay away from that one because that's what I normally ask. And it's, it's just, sometimes it just sounds too cheesy as an interviewer to say, oh, who are you listen to at the moment? What do right. you listen to? No, yeah, no, no. no it's fine. I mean, it, it's got to be her. I don't think there's anyone that has a better voice. <laughs> but I think, I mean, you're, I don't know with the whole podcast thing, I, I, you can feel free to add, you know, whatever else you want in into it from like any part of our conversation no 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 no, no. <laughs> here i am struggling to get artists on the show and there you are just oh yeah just because i'm part of i get to speak to all these <laughs> oh you don't, you, you've done all right you know yeah i enjoy your podcast <laughs> you are doing really well i feel like i was pretty stale when i came to interviews but they didn't have anybody out here like in this area for national country club so when i when i wrote them and i was like i want to do something for you guys yeah um she put me leslie armstrong put me on the um red carpet for the acas like within a couple of months and that was in las vegas and so i was like by myself doing this and i had no idea what i was doing but it was so much fun so I've had my hand in a lot of everything, I feel like, when it comes to country music. That is brilliant. That I mean, that just shows, you know, like what we were saying right at the start of the podcast, you know, you got to shoot your shot, you know, you got to put yourself out there. Mm-hmm. And because you've you've done what you've done, it's kind of put you in that stead. It's put you in that light and it's allowed you to say, it's allowed you to be in the position where you can go and do that. And it's... Exactly. I'm, I know I'm acting like I'm really, really jealous but i'm actually really proud as well i'm <laughs> well, so you. chuffed i'm so chuffed for you thank you we should i mean it would be fun to get a lot more people just on your show as well like just i can you know we'll try to get some of the people i've interviewed back then and then like see where they are now and put them on with you instead i think that would be really cool i mean i need to i need to I need to go digging. I need to go digging into the archives and find, I mean, I'm, I'm good at research and I'll be able to find all the interviews you've ever done. Um, yeah, I can send you a couple too. So Send me everything you've got. Send me everything. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. brilliant. Oh my, wow. I mean, whatever you can set up, that's amazing. I mean, you know me, I've, I absolutely adore Scarlet River, I adore what Rachel does and I adore what you do. I mean, anybody that works their butts off for the industry, 
particularly whether it's here in the UK or whether it's over in the States or whether it's in countries like Norway or whether it's in countries like Australia or Mexico, mm-hmm. Canada. To me, it's it's one big family and right. I'll 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 do my best. You know, I, <laughs> that's all we can do is do our best for the exactly. artists. Exactly. And that's really what it's about. It's just, you know, getting them heard and getting all their stuff out there. So <sighs> so everybody it's a industry to be in. So everybody, you've heard it here. Scarlet River Management is now containing a legend. <laughs> I wouldn't say that, but you know, <laughs> I appreciate it. A star that walks among the stars. <laughs> You you blushing, Letitia? A little bit, just a little bit. <laughs> I tell you, this is this is the part where it gets like uh, the that nerve wracking thing I was talking about. I'm just like, oh no. Why are you nerve wracking? What what's? I I don't I like the attention to be just about the artist. Like I'm I'm very much a background person. I don't I don't like just to have like any attention focused on like what I'm doing. Like when I agreed to this, I was like super scared just because I don't do I do the interviewing I don't get interviewed so I mean for what you do for artists you know in terms of PR and in terms of management you do a hell of a lot you do so much you know I mean like I was saying during the actual main podcast bit the actual social media side is a huge job in itself let alone managing an artist Um, right to do that effectively, I mean, what Rachel's done with Charlotte so far has been amazing, and it's been out of this world. I mean, a debut EP, um, Blown Away, reached number one. A debut single, Whiplash, reached number one. Praying mm-hmm. for Rain, I believe, reached number, I want to say number two. Um, I think there was, like, Keith Urban at number one, which was so frustrating. <laughs> but, yeah, it's amazing what, you know, having the team behind an artist does to help push mm-hmm. that artist. And it just shows that sometimes not everybody can do it on their own. I mean, I can imagine, right. I can imagine Charlotte could smash this out of the park on her own, but right. having that solid team behind, you know, it kind of gives it that extra little push. Sometimes that's yeah. all it needs is that little, that little push over the edge to send the snowball spiraling. Exactly. Bigger. I love metaphors. And just the ideas of like a bunch of different people too. It really helps. Yeah. I mean, that, that's what it is. I mean, sometimes you need a fresh set of eyes mm-hmm. and an extra person to help promote or help shout out to the extra three, 10, 1,500 people. Right. You know, exactly. it's, about, it's about opening doors and that, that's, what, that's what, you know, that I've always said this from the beginning because I'm a nobody. I am a nobody. Nobody, unless you listen to the podcast, nobody will really know who I am. And whether it's one person that listens to an artist or whether it's a hundred people that listen to a new artist, at least that's one or a hundred people that's listened to a new artist. And that's what I care about. I want people to discover new music. Cause all it takes is that one person to say to their friend, Oh, I've listened to this artist. You should check them out. Next thing you know, that's one person turns to two, which turns to four, which turns to eight. So on and so forth. Exactly. Yep. That's why the fans are super important when it comes to like indie artists, because like you can really push your your favorite artist, your indie artist, like just to new lengths just by sharing their music. Exactly. Well, that's it. I mean, it costs nothing to share. 
It costs nothing to retweet. It costs nothing to like a post. It costs nothing to tweet about an artist. Exactly. That, yeah. that, that's the main thing. You know, whether you listen to music on Spotify, whether you listen to music on Apple Music, you know, however you listen to music, if you enjoy something, share it. Tell people. It costs nothing. Exactly. And then, you know, the start of, like, the fan clubs and all of that. The first, you know, when you first start a fan club, it doesn't cost anything. So if you just sign up and then get your friends to sign up, all of a sudden they're getting fan club parties for CMA Fest. Exactly. It's it's amazing. Just what fans can do is just, it's so fantastic. And now the audio has been very tinny. <laughs> All right, well, what I'll do is I'll leave it there as part of this post-show pre-show. The post-show post-show. <laughs> and, yeah, I hope, you have, I hope you have an amazing day. You too. And Thank you so much. Don't be a stranger. Keep in contact. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll have to figure out how we can get some of the other artists on there too. It'll be fun. Fantastic. So I'll speak to you in a bit. I'll send you a message. Okay, sounds good. Have a good day. Take care. Bye-bye. That was the Country Chat Podcast. Join Dom next time for exclusive interviews, reviews and general chit-chat on all things country music.